the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is a pleasure to be with you on a sunny, hot, humid Tuesday here in Central Ohio. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. Second day of the second week of the new time slot, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I hope you're getting used to it. I love it. Love the opportunity to react to breaking news as it happens. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby at the podium today. Uh, John Kirby uh, gets the short straw. He has to go out and defend the Biden administration's actions, and occasionally he will say, I know that's not an answer, but it's my answer, or it's our answer. So the August 31st deadline in Afghanistan looms for withdrawal, full withdrawal. Uh, The Taliban uh, is not going to extend said deadline without consequences. Uh, So they have made the Biden administration aware. Uh, The Biden administration, it's not like you can just, uh, you know, throw a few things in a suitcase and pull 6,000 troops out of Afghanistan. Because if you do, of course, you will leave thousands of citizens who helped us during our 20 years there and probably thousands of American citizens who, you know, call me crazy, but if I'm an American citizen and I know the avenue to the airport is not secure and it's not secure because, oh, the U.S. Embassy said so on Sunday, I'm probably not going to Kabul. I'm probably hanging out somewhere remote. Then again, you got no chance of getting out of of Afghanistan if you're not in Kabul. Your options are not good. But Jen Psaki says you're not stranded. In fact, she's calling out Peter Ducey for daring to say Americans are stranded. No, you're not stranded. You're abandoned. You're an afterthought. You might show up on a video of the Taliban skinning you alive, chopping your arms off, beheading you. They may... At first, you know, torture you a while, send video, as they have done, to Jennifer Griffin of Fox News. She said she viewed a beheading the other day that someone sent her on email. She can't air the video. It's happening now. It will continue to happen. Because the Taliban, well, (laughs) I don't know. They're uh, 8th century barbarians, but they're sophisticated in their use of electronic media, and here's the true but uncomfortable fact. They're way smarter than our president. They just are. Say, well, if they were going to kill Americans, they'd be doing it right now. No, 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 they wouldn't. They will wait until after we pull out and contend that we got everyone out, and then they will say, oh, look, look at this room full of Americans begging for their lives. And then they will do, well, whatever their pleasure is to do. They will let them live if we'll pay them millions, maybe billions of dollars to fund terrorism around the world. Or they will just execute them right there for all of us to watch if we have the stomach for it, which I don't. 
If I had told you, I thought of this yesterday. My daughter is, my oldest daughter is not old enough to have been alive during 9-11. And I said to her, you can't imagine what it was like watching that, watching those towers fall, watching that rubble. And you also can't imagine what the unity in our country was like. We don't have that unity anymore. Nothing close. And I had said to her, if as the first anniversary of 9-11 approached, I told you that 19 years from now, there will be an American president who will hurriedly withdraw from Afghanistan, openly admit that the Taliban is in charge of the country, and have to ask them permission to get U.S. citizens out of Afghanistan. I said to her, had I presented that scenario as the first anniversary of 9-11 approached, no one would have believed that that president would have been allowed to stay in office. But that is where we are. That is where we are. 844-TALK-989 is our number. Vincent in the north side called us. He joins us now on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Vincent. Uh, First of all, I do not approve of the way Biden has done this, is leaving all that equipment. But he did say back in May he was going to do this. Trump said when he right when he got in, he said, why are we in Afghanistan? And I think somebody whispered into his ear and told him some of the things the general population doesn't know. But a couple of things you said uh, recently, uh, you said that the uh, uh, United States has never suffered a military defeat as bad as this. Um, the Battle of Bataan in World War II, we have, Japanese took 60,000 American prisoners. Um, uh, in the numbers like uh, uh, Lincoln lost in the Civil War, uh, uh, 17,000 men, mostly in one afternoon at Chancellorsville, 12,000, almost 12,000 men in two hours at Fredericksburg. Those are pretty rough. And uh, you also said that 9-11 was unforeseeable. And that is not exactly true because um, agents, FBI agents around the country reported to D.C. that the, uh, uh, what do you call, that these Gentlemen, uh, these pilot guys claiming to be pilots, wanted to get recertified. They claimed to be from Muslim countries mm-hmm. all around the country. And they were they reported to D.C. and they were told to shut down their investigations and drop it. The uh, agent who refused to drop her investigation in Wisconsin was fired well, right Vincent, before her retirement. Thank you for your call. Here, Here's my response to all of that. I don't dispute at all your numbers from Chancellorsville and from Bataan. My father used to, uh, my father's a World War II veteran. He used to always reference and talk about the Bataan Death March. So I don't dispute your numbers. What we are talking about here is a difference of perspective. I don't think anyone would dispute that we won World War II. We were on the winning side in World War II. We defeated Japan in World War II. They paid a tremendous price. You could never, of course, exact full payment for the atrocities that they practiced upon American POWs. Uh, if you read Louis Zamperini's book, it is 
it is blood-curdling to see how inhumane the Japanese military was to American prisoners. Nevertheless, we dropped atomic bombs on two Japanese cities, and they surrendered in the immediate aftermath of that. So I believe we uh, exacted revenge and left in control of that conflict. Similarly, the Union soldiers won World War, uh, won the Civil War. This is this is a defeat. This is a worse defeat than Vietnam. This is an epic defeat. We are leaving with our tail between our legs. We are humiliated by primitive people in terms of their weaponry. They have whips as weapons. We have attack helicopters and drones that can inflict untold damage. We, have the, we are the most highly sophisticated, technologically advanced killing force in the history of military in the world. And we are leaving, begging the Taliban to let our citizens out of their country. The level of degradation and humiliation is unfathomable and inexcusable and it's made more so by the fact that you correctly stated that Joe Biden said he was going to get out in May. I hear this all the time. Well, he said he was going to get out in May. He said he was going to get out in April. He said he was going to Then how about you have a plan for getting out? How about you have a plan for getting our citizens out first? How about you have a plan for getting out the citizens who helped us so that our allies around the world and in other countries where we may be engaged in the future will know that their people are on the right side when they side with the Americans. How about you have a way to get rid of our military arms and sophistication so they can't be used by the Taliban or sold to China or Russia? How about any of that? It's not a defense. Well, he promised he was going to get out. It is rather more of an indictment of his utter ineptitude that he advertised he was getting out and he chose to get out in this manner. And he really thought, he really actually thought it would be a win for him politically to get out and celebrate getting out on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. There could not be a more abhorrent way to spit on the memory of those who died on 9-11. The firemen, the policemen, those who went into those towers to save those innocent victims and the people who died of disease from 9-11 related illnesses in the aftermath and the heartbreak of scores of thousands of Americans who lost people they knew and loved in those towers than for Joe Biden to so colossally miss the significance of their sacrifice that he thought celebrating a withdrawal from Afghanistan on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 would be a victory. It is not a victory. It is nothing close to a victory. It is the most embarrassing, humiliating, degrading defeat in the history of America. 
and the president who ran for office when he was mentally incompetent to do so and his family did nothing to stop him will bear that stain throughout eternity. He wanted to be president just to crown his political resume as if he was some great statesman. He fancied himself a modern FDR. He will go down in history as the worst president in American history ever. And he managed to acquire and earn every bit of that label in just eight months in office. In just eight months in office. Such is the depth of his inadequacy. Well, it is getting to be increasingly unsafe in Columbus, Ohio. Man, the crime, the shootings. It's um, it's really discouraging. Uh, let me just run through a few of these for you. Um, Monday afternoon, and, and I'm struck. I'm struck by two things here. I'm struck by the the offenders, how young they are, and I'm struck by when these things occur. Right? Like, we've all heard eh, bad things happen after midnight, bad things happen after 10 o'clock. Jim Trestle used to say, nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. Uh, it should be noted he won his national championship at Ohio State well after 10 o'clock. Uh, at any rate, a 17-year-old boy hurt in a shooting, southeast Columbus, Monday afternoon, 4.35 p.m. This kid should be like a football practice or at soccer practice. Three juvenile suspects taken into custody after leading officers on a chase in a stolen vehicle. One of the 16-year-olds is charged with one count of felonious assault. Hmm. I wonder what the Franklin County Juvenile Court justices uh, judges think when they read a story like that. The Franklin County Juvenile Court judges who said, hey, 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 don't put these kids in the system. For stealing cars and carjacking people, because then they'll learn to be criminals. So we got car theft, and we've got felonious assault, and I could argue attempted murder. Boy, imagine how bad they'd be if they were ever put in the system. Uh, Police arrested a 15-year-old suspect Monday night in South Linden after he shot a woman multiple times. What did he have against the woman? Nothing. He didn't even know the woman. The woman told police she was on her friend's porch when a group of teenagers started to argue with someone at that home. That is when she did what any self-respecting, kind person would do. She grabbed someone and ran. And she was shot as she started to run while carrying her child. 15-year-old just fired randomly. Saturday, four people dead, three separate shootings, different parts of Columbus. Ay, ay, ay. Campus area. Safe? No, not safe. Eight neighborhood safety alerts in the past week. Over the weekend, two men robbed and sexually assaulted a student near Tuttle and Lane Avenue. That's not a bad part of town. Well, it is now. Moms at OSU are concerned. They're talking to 10TV saying they've tried to get a meeting with OSU President Christina Johnson. Christina Johnson, who just got a raise of about, what, 280 grand? Uh, Here's one of the moms. She tells 10TV, President Johnson refuses to speak to us. 
We have emailed her, called her, we have begged her for her time, and she ignores us. The woman's name is Irene. Irene, Irene, let me help you. Email President Johnson and tell her you'd like to talk to her about LGBTQ or transgender issues. And you, you'll get an email back before you back away from your keyboard. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Are we going to get, are we going to have to have a student murdered? Oh, no. We had one murdered last year. Didn't do any good. This is the uh, environment around OSU where they would probably tell you that uh, crime is racist. Targeting people for crimes is racist. The university, you know how they're going to fix this. Here's how they're going to fix this. They're working on details of a program to distribute video doorbells to landlords as a deterrent to criminals who would be caught on surveillance video. (laughs) Well, uh, the guy with the ring video doorbell will love that. Um, By the way, did you know that he was on Shark Tank and they turned the sharks turned down the idea? Nobody will ever buy the video doorbell. Talk about revenge. He ended up as a shark on Shark Tank. This is bad, man. So here we are on the numbers. We're past this now. As of yesterday morning, last time I checked, 135 homicides in Columbus in 2021. 135. Last year, a record number of homicides. 175. When was the 135th homicide recorded last year, you wonder? October 25th. We are a salty 47 homicides ahead of that pace. At this rate, we will easily, easily surpass 200 homicides. How many of them go solved or unsolved? Same answer, half. Half are solved, half are unsolved. Shooting Saturday in a hilltop, 3 p.m. Afternoons involving juveniles. 7 p.m. Saturday night, northeast side. Here's a, this is, this is, this involved a couple guys in a black Jeep. They were doing the shooting. Then shortly thereafter, they show up at Grant Medical Center to get treated because they'd been shot. Wow. The gun violence in this city. But, you know, none of that, none of that, be assured, none of that is desperation related to the pandemic. None of it. No, no, no. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.